<laughs> what did the other people in the lab do? Were they super mad? You know, like, I thought they would be, but fortunately they weren't. It was more like, oh no, this is really not good, but we can't do anything now except learn from our mistakes. And that was helpful. Trust me, I mess up a lot, but I try not to make the same mistake twice. And I think the reason why I love working and learning in this lab is because the people there are so supportive. Nobody expects you to be perfect and everyone seems to know that learning is different for everyone. It makes a huge difference to hear that you're going to be okay and that you've learned something. Even more so, I felt really comforted to know that everyone there has had their own learning struggles to overcome. I guess we all do, in some way, shape, or form. My name's Harleen Kundan. I'm in my fourth year, specializing in history and political science and minoring in sociology. And having the right support system to help you get back on track makes the biggest difference. Whether it's lab mates who help you learn from your failures, instructors who give extra help when you need it, or even just supportive peers. My name is Lori Davila. I am in my third year, and I am majoring in biology for health science and double minoring in psychology and religion. The community you have can make you a little more resilient to failure. And with that, let's get into the last fish out of water episode. Episode four, breaking the glass and crossing the ocean. Taking the plunge into podcasting and floundering at university. Yes, you heard that right. I had the great fortune to chat with two U of T Mississauga undergraduate students from different disciplines who found common ground in their relation to academic failures, but also some successes along the way, and how they were able to turn their experiences and discussions into a 12-part podcast series called Fish Out of Water to help other students who are just starting out on their own university journeys stay afloat. Hello, and welcome to View to the U, an eye on the UTM academic community. I'm Carla DeMarco at U of T Mississauga. View to the U is a monthly podcast that will feature UTM faculty members and students from a range of disciplines who will illuminate some of the inner workings of UTM science labs, enlighten the social sciences and humanities hubs on campus, and put a spotlight on our academic community at large. On the new season called We Are UTM, I will introduce you to some of the people from our vibrant and ever-growing scholarly community, from some of our newest members of UTM's leadership team to students who are doing innovative things on the UTM campus. And on today's episode of View to the U, my guests are Harleen Kunden and Lori D. Davila, who talk about their experiences with participating in a project via an ROP, or the Research Opportunity Program, which is run through the Experiential Education Unit in the Office of the Vice Principal, Academic and Dean at UTM. Supervised by historical studies professors Mary Cowan and Ken Derry, Harleen and Lori D. were both in the Teaching and Learning Resiliency Teaching Students to Learn from Failure cohort, which is also part of a larger ROP project called Failure Learning in Progress, or FLIP. FLIP gets mentioned in this episode, but just to provide a bit of context, the FLIP project is overseen by several UTM faculty members and staff, including the following. Fiona Rall from the Department of Biology, and the aforementioned Cowan and Derry, as well as Nicola Liberté from the Department of Geography, Geomatics and Environment, 
and Dan Guadagnalo from the Institute of Communication Culture, Information, and Technology. Jackie Goodman, Manager of Orientation, Transition, and Engagement from UTM's Center for Student Engagement, and UTM Postdoctoral Fellows in Biology, Jennifer Ross and Maria Dacios. Over the course of today's interview, Harleen and Lori D. talk about their experiences wading into the data that they collected as part of their participation in the ROP, which surveyed students about their attitudes to failure and consider any associated stigma. We also jump into the way they partnered up for their podcast, as well as their podcasting process and what they learned from this whole endeavor, and some words of wisdom for students, both on the failure front, but also some tips if they want to venture into podcasting. Harleen Kunden is a fourth-year UTM student specializing in history and political science with a minor in sociology. And Lori D. Davila is a third-year UTM student in biology health science with a double minor in psychology and religion. And a bonus, there will be a clip from Fish Out of Water later in the episode. So our podcast was the final project for the ROP course that we were a part of, which is called Teaching and Learning Resiliency, Teaching Students to Learn from Failure, where we are working under the supervision of Professors Ken Derry and Mary Cohen from the Department of Historical Studies. And this ROP project was situated as a part of the larger FLIP project, which is Failure Learning in Progress. So we're just really one piece, a part of the wider project. And I believe it was sometime maybe like mid-March last year when we were finishing up coding the data from the student surveys. And then me and Lordy would usually meet over Zoom to discuss the results from what we had individually coded. And a lot of our discussions revolved on reflecting what students were saying. And we did see a lot of connections to our own university experiences that we had. And then as a result, we wanted our final project to focus on something that would be centered towards students and helping them through their university experience. And then as a result, we started brainstorming. We initially came up with an idea of a video, but then we thought there was too much information and maybe students wouldn't want to sit there and watching like a 20, 30 minute video. So keeping in mind the audience that we had, which was students, and also trying to keep them engaged we came up with the idea of, of the podcast and then Professor Daring and Professor Cohen were like super excited because in our previous discussions with them, they had mentioned that how a lot of students are reluctant to take risks when it comes to kind of like creative projects. And then we just dove right into the project and got started. <laughs> like Harleen said it all, it was really just a project born out of the whim when we were having our Zoom calls. We thought to ourselves, like, imagine if somebody was listening to us talk to each other. This feels like pretty entertaining. So we scripted some of the episodes based on conversations that we had naturally. And we thought students might enjoy this. They might find this helpful. So let's just do it. That's great. And I really appreciate your point, though, too, that you made, Harleen, about just the video versus audio stuff, because I feel like video, again, is that medium where you have to stop and watch it. Whereas, as you mentioned, you could just be listening to something, you know, while you're doing something else or walking or whatever. And actually, a couple of your episodes I did have on kind of in the background. 
when I was doing some other work because I just felt like that's one of the things I love about podcasts. But also I felt this way very much starting my own podcast is that like one of the first questions was, I'm not going to be on video, am I? A lot of people don't like being on camera. <laughs> you have to worry about things like lighting and if you're going to add B-roll, like all of those things, even if you're doing a really sort of simple video, you still have to take a lot into consideration about how things are lit and what the shot looks like and all of that. Audio is so much more of an easy, doable. You're just having a conversation, like you said, Lori D. It's just a way easier way to get people more involved, even in your efforts. I really appreciate those points that you made. And I think you touched on this a bit, but some of the scripting that you did, I just wasn't sure about your process because it seemed very well organized and put together, just even in listening to it, that did you go in having these specific themes sort of already nailed down that you wanted to cover or did all of the interviews sort of drive that content? So for the scripting, honestly, I think it was kind of disorganized. It was chaotic, like most of the work that we did in the ROT. And the way that we kind of segmented the different themes was based on the data analysis and what we thought went together. So for the first version of this podcast, we actually didn't have any interviews. It was just us talking to each other, analyzing the data, telling our own stories. So when we did create the extended episodes and the bonus episodes, we did our interviews and then inputted what people said as they fit into different themes. So naturally, if something came up for them where they were talking about the stigma of failure or their own experiences in failure, we would take bits and pieces of their interviews and input it into the main episodes. And then for their full interviews, we just put them in the bonus episodes in case students wanted to listen to that full length. Just to add on, initially to start off with three episodes and then we went to four main episodes and eight bonus episodes. So obviously when we were expanding the episodes, it did result in a lot of revising and editing of the scripts. I would usually write part of it and send it over to Lority and we'd switch and like rethink about ideas because as I mentioned earlier, if we were trying to make it something that students would actually want to listen to, there's also an element of adding in a few jokes here and there, stories about like Lority in the lab. So it was trying to make it into more of an informal and creative project, which did require effort as well because because we did not want to divert away from the data that we had, but at the same time, try to make it appeal to students as well. And I wanted to say, though, too, I even really just liked the title because there's a lot to be said for the importance of a name. And I don't know how you came up with Fish Out of Water. You can talk about that a little bit. But what I like, too, is that you really played on that water theme. There's things that you say, like, let's dive in, you know, when you're talking about the importance of failing or like recognizing that failure is all a part of the university experience when you say sink or try not to drown. I love that you sort of played on those ideas. And so how did you come up with fish out of water and was that always your intention as play off of those themes well we didn't really sit down and think about it it just kind of came i think the first thing that we did was create the graphic for fish out of water and like i was just playing with it on canva and there was a fish and a fish tank and it looked really cute so it was like we have to use it and then the title for that was fish out of water which made sense for how diving into university is like you go in and you feel like you don't know anything you feel like you don't belong there and it takes a lot of time to figure out that you do and that you can be here 
I wasn't sure how the two of you came to partnering up. And so was it just because you both ended up in the same class or have you worked together in the past? So Lordy was doing the RFP under supervision of Professor Jerry, and then I was doing it under supervision of Professor Cohen. So Lordy technically did a religion RFP and I did a history RFP. And then since the project was co-supervised, we were both in the same course. And then we didn't know each other before this project. And I think in the fall term, both of our work was more individual. That'd be like the literature review or a bit of a dive into what the other research that there was out there. And then we had come up with our own sub-research questions when we started. But then when we got to the point in December where there was this wider flip reunion or everyone meeting together and sharing what everyone had made progress on, we noticed that both of our projects were quite similar. So we thought of combining that together. And then in the winter semester, the data and leading up to the final project was basically all collaboration. How long did it take you to put together the entire podcast series, would you say? I guess we started in March and then we submitted three main episodes in April. And then we spent the entire summer revising this. And then early September, we were able to finish off the editing and release it. That's amazing. And I always laugh when I ask people questions like this, because I feel like I'm asking you to say who your favorite child is or something. But I think that people should listen to all of the episodes. But I'm just curious if there was a particular episode that you feel like is one of your favorites or people had time to only listen to one. Is there one that you would say, listen to this one? I think my favorite episode personally is episode four, because there is a lot of advice in that episode and actions that students can take to hopefully make their first year experience more smooth and where they can find support systems, which I think is very important. But also in that episode, I really just like the introduction. As Harleen said, there's some like funny stories. And I think episode four has probably the funniest story because it's about one of my lab failures. And I have a lot of them. But I think this one was very funny. So two things there. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I'd agree with Lordy. I think episode four is probably my favorite. But I think to really get a general idea of what Fish Out of Water is about, I think episode one does a great job because it also features Dr. Fiona Roll discussing the FLIP project itself. So if anyone's interested in just learning a bit more broadly about what we've done, what we've discussed, I think episode one would probably be my second most favorite. (laughs) I know Fiona's great. No matter what she's talking about, I could see that that would be a recommended listen for sure. And now for a short excerpt from Fish Out of Water. Welcome to Fish Out of Water, your unofficial university survival guide. We're your hosts, Harleen and Lordy. So what's your story for us today, Lordy? Do we get another sneak peek at your patterning trauma? Haha, but no. I will keep asking you for more patterning stories. You must know that. Well, unfortunately for you and our listeners, you will be getting a much more somber version of me. Melancholy, even. Melancholy? What? Why? (laughs) Because, Harleen, why not? Kidding, I don't have a specific story for today, but I did have some thoughts circling my mind as I was going through course enrollment a couple weeks ago. Looking at my courses felt somewhat daunting. It was the same feeling that I've had for the past two years of university, and honestly, for most of my life. I had a bit of bio and psych, religion, and a couple of social science courses. 
It was diverse. Isn't that good? Yes. At least I think it is. But the mixture of subjects and disciplines I try to balance always leaves me with thoughts of inadequacy. Like, growing up, I was very artistically inclined. I loved drawing and painting and writing, and most people thought that I'd become an artist. But then I started to gain interest in science. My interest was mostly a product of reading a lot of National Geographic kids' magazines and playing Animal Jam on the computer. Oh, I thought this was a judgment-free zone. Maybe, but you make it really difficult. Okay, but I just know that our listeners know what Animal Jam is. It was iconic. And so with the podcast theme, you've called it a first year survival guide. And I just wonder, and I know you've been doing sort of research related to all of this, even prior to the podcast, but was there insights or something that you learned? You know, you talk a lot about failure or student risk taking, but something that kind of took you by surprise when you were doing the research or something that really resonated with either of you? I think student risk taking, especially for me, a lot of my initial research had focused on really looking into failure in courses within historical studies. So a lot of what I was looking for was how students are perceiving the stigma of failure in those specific courses. And honestly, there wasn't that much that I was coming across when it came to the historical studies specifically. So obviously widening the scope and looking in, I did find a lot about how students were reluctant in risk-taking, as well as other techniques that professors had implemented in their courses or studies that were conducted to examine what students were considering failure. Because one of the main things that we found out from this project was that everyone's definition of failure is totally different, even that be professors, students, graduate students. And that's evident in especially our bonus episodes when we've asked everyone to share about their failure stories. And we know that Failure may not mean something that's below 50%. It may mean not succeeding in something, right? So that was one of the major things that resonated with me. And that was something we took into consideration as we were developing the podcast as well, as something to highlight when it came to talking with different people, because a lot of the literature, I think most of it, there was like so many distinct definitions of failure that was hard to like combine it and talk about it in a coherent sense. As Lori said, it was very disorganized. We were trying to figure out stuff. For me, something that resonated was just the impact that educators have on a student's perception of failure. And this was very prominent in the data analysis, where so many students would mention how great and impactful it was for them to have a professor who would give them resources to succeed on a test or give them the opportunity to bounce back from a test for resubmission and all of that. It seemed to have a bigger emotional effect on the students than you would think it would have. And also, just looking at the data, a lot of the students' responses were very well thought out, very emotional, and it really felt like I was looking at my previous self when I was looking at those responses about how stressed students were, about how ambitious they were, how they felt like they really wanted to succeed but couldn't. So a lot of that just really made me want to dive deeper into this project just because of how personal it felt. That's great. And so I think I want to stick with this fish out of water theme, but do you feel like you're hooked? 
Will there be more podcasting series in your future? And where do you expect to take the podcast from here? I honestly have no idea of where this podcast is going to go. I think even just reflecting back, we didn't know that from three episodes, we were going to end up with four main episodes and eight bonus episodes like that was not planned. But obviously, I think both of us agree that we found podcasting to be a new learning experience when it's come to writing scripts, editing or revising the episodes and then recording whether that be on Zoom or in the studio. And when it comes to Fish Out of the Water itself, we may want to create more episodes in the future, incorporating more research, maybe reaching out to other pieces of the pie of the Flip Project and maybe bringing them in to contribute to what we've focused on because Lordy and I only focused on a few questions from the data that was available. So there's a lot more that could be said. So it's an open end. We're not sure. Yeah, I could see some of the profs had mentioned about flagging it for some other profs to help promote it for students. But I think this could be something useful that the Robert Gillespie Academic Skills Center could have as part of their website or offerings just that would be useful for students, I think, starting out on their career in the university. And so in putting together this podcast, what would you say were some of the more challenging things and the biggest lessons learned? That could be either related to the research that you did, but also podcasting in general. I think we faced many challenges, some bigger than others. In terms of podcasting, the biggest challenge for me was probably the editing process. I think it was the most fun but it was also the most challenging because when you have so much content to work with, it's kind of difficult to make sure that everything matches up. And especially because me and Harleen weren't editing at the same time, we would have to listen by ear to make sure that our episodes sounded the same because we weren't using the same computer or anything or the same files. So that was a little difficult, but we managed to get through it. And in terms of research, I felt like the hardest part for me was actually conducting literature reviews. It is surprising how there's so much about this topic, but also so little, especially when you're focusing on students in the humanities. There's such a minor scale of those research papers versus failure for students who are in science or that kind of field. Yeah, I agree with Lordy. I think the most challenging thing about the podcasting experience would have been editing as well, mainly because we were dealing with our in-studio recordings and then Zoom recordings. And we found that for some of the Zoom recordings, the audio ended up being not that good, which was a bit difficult to deal with because obviously we had interviewed people So we couldn't tell them to re-record everything. So like obviously going through what we really needed, listening through and refining each audio recording in order to seem in sync with what we had recorded in the studio. Because especially for the main episodes, those were solely recorded in the studio. So when we were inserting clips over Zoom, it sounded a bit weird, but we were able to figure it out. And then in terms of the project overall, for me, the challenging part was keeping organized with what we were finding in the data. There was so much that we had concluded because we were dealing with so many questions and just trying to keep on track with that was probably the most challenging thing just because we wanted to do justice to what 
all students had to say, especially since we were focusing on religion, biology, geography students. And of course, there were small minor distinctions that we didn't want to leave out as well. So doing justice to what students have said was really important for us. And you just sort of hit on two points that resonated with me for sure. One being the podcast part of doing the edits. And I sort of have this theory. It's not a great theory, but I just feel like with the pandemic, even though everybody always wants a really good quality sounding audio output, I feel like our bar for good audio has been a little bit lowered because during the pandemic, we had all sorts of people using different mics and even stuff I heard on the radio, which is a well-run organization. They were interviewing people that sound like they were in a tunnel because not everybody has access to good equipment and it's just you know what we got used to hearing a range of things don't always sound seamless or perfect but the other thing is well and i'll say total aside one of the things i can't stand about editing is just you know when you have to hear your own voice that was always a challenge for me listening to yourself over and over again but the other point and i think you raised it Lori D, you said sometimes the humanity is not being as represented in some of the data or the literature and i think that that's something we come across all the time in research that sometimes the humanities are a little bit left out on a whole bunch of fronts, but I think that that really resonates with me for sure. What would you say to other students who might be wanting to do a podcast if you have any words of advice for them? I think my one piece of advice would be to be yourself in the podcast. I feel like that's really cheesy, but I think it's true. It's really hard to script out everything. You want to make sure that your personality shines through, even if you are reading a script or whether you're like improving, because that's really what makes a podcast interesting to listen to. And it's going to be what makes your podcast different. For me, I think it's get creative. Don't be limited by what you think you want to include or like try to write something in like a very limited sense. If you have ideas, put it on paper. It will come through somehow, where that be like discussing with one another, those ideas can be refined and incorporating in some sense, especially because, for example, for us, when we're talking about fish out of water, we wanted to like fishify the episodes of it. So that creativity obviously came from thinking about how can we relate this to media that's available, like finding Nemo stories from that. So obviously, if we had just like focus solely on the data, it probably wouldn't have been as a fun of a podcast. So Stay creative. <laughs> I definitely think that you both did that. I really enjoyed listening to the episodes. I felt like your personalities, again, I don't know you very well, but I feel like you weren't putting anything on. You both seemed very genuine. But also I liked there was a real creative element there. And I really loved that you both included your own personal stories because I think, as you just said, it's really something to put yourself out there and, and kind of make yourself vulnerable to let other people in and know a little bit about your history in university but maybe some of the challenges that you encountered and it just makes it so much more relatable. So I think you both did an amazing job with that. I think we covered a lot of ground. If there was anything else that you wanted to add or say about your experience in putting this podcast together. I think I'd just like to add about in terms of the experience, I think feedback was probably the most important part when it came to actually bringing this podcast to where it is now, whether that be from Professor Derry, Professor Cohen, or yourself, Carla during the recording itself, like minor things helped in really making the podcast where it should be. 
And we appreciate everyone's feedback along the way, whether that was like in the initial phases when we were thinking about what to actually include, how should this look, or like at the end stages on how do we make this a bit more perfect in order for a wider audience to be able to consume it. So I think feedback was crucial for me as part of this experience. I think the last thing I just want to share is what I hope this podcast will do. As we talked about earlier, it really is a resource for students. So I hope that students can, you know, listen to our stories and have a laugh at it, but at the same time feel inspired by our personal experiences and know that you can fail and you can be really terrible at something, but you're probably not always going to be terrible. And Beyond that, I hope students know that there are many educators who are looking out for them. And there are many resources at the school that are there to help. Yeah, totally. I just wanted to really thank you for your time today. I know that you're both really busy, but I appreciate this. I would like to thank everyone for listening to today's show. I would especially like to thank my guests. Harleen Kunden and Laurie D. Davila for being so generous with their time, particularly at a very busy juncture. I interviewed them right around the time that midterm studying and essay writing was taking place during October's reading week. I highly recommend you listen to their podcast, Fish Out of Water, and share it with any new university students in your life. I know I sent a link already to my daughter. If you are a faculty member or student at UTM, please get in touch with me. I would love to meet as many people from our campus's scholarly community as possible and to think through other people to highlight here. I will be coming back for my seventh year of podcasting at UTM, continuing on with season eight, and we are UTM theme in 2023. Also, if you can take the time to rate the podcast in iTunes, it helps others find the show and hear more from our great UTM academic community. Lastly, and as always, thank you to Timmy Two Tone for his tracks, tunes, support, and everything. Thank you. But to end this episode a little bit differently, I am going to give the last words, the final words, to Harleen and Lori D. This is from episode one of Fish Out of Water. Welcome to Fish Out of Water, your unofficial university survival guide. We're your hosts, Arlene and Lordy. As self-proclaimed psychics, we're going to guess that you're in your first year or maybe even second year of university. And if we're correct about that, we think you'll be able to relate extra hard to this podcast. So back in grade 12, our teachers told us all sorts of things about university, about the courses, the professors, and I guess the sheer difficulty. One common thing that most people have heard from their high school teachers is that students in university are considered numbers. Like in Stranger Things? In that case, you can probably call me 1500-625-78. By the way, this isn't my real student number, so don't try to stalk me. While incoming students may feel this to be true, we optimistically think it's not. We're here to debunk that myth and many more. But before we get started, we'll tell you a little bit about ourselves and why we started this podcast, as well as why we chose to call it Fish Out of Water. Want to go first, Harleen? Definitely. So I'm Harleen. I'm going into my fourth year specializing in history and political science and minoring in sociology. I'm an avid nature photographer, and I'm the current president of the Historical Studies Society. 
Now, I'm Lordy, and I'm going into my third year fulfilling a major in biology for health sciences and a double minor in psychology and religion. I'm the current vice president of the Arendelle Biology Society, and outside of class, I like sleeping, mostly, but also writing. As you can probably tell, Harleen and I are kind of, sort of, from two different streams of university studies. So, what brings us here together? We're both here because, well, we're failures. Oh, that's not how I would have worded it, but... No, but in a good way. We all are. Regardless of our different disciplines, there's one thing that brings all students together. Failure. We all experience it at one point, and it's important for us to talk about it. Especially going into university, it can feel so isolating to watch your grades plummet and feel so out of place. Like a fish out of water? Yes, Lordy, like a fish out of water. So with that, we'd like to welcome you to episode one. Just keep swimming. Or at least, try not to drown.